So the checking question for today is, why are you here today? Popcorn style. Hate popcorn style. <laughs> <laughs> why are we here today? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I'm here because you need to be here for these things. Um, I think during this time we've learned a lot about what it is uh, to build and be on an effective team. And uh, one of the most important parts of a team, but maybe not the most favored, is the termination aspect of it. Uh, And while when you are on an effective team, it is not a desired outcome, it is still something that needs to be done. So that is why I'm here. Man. Yeah. Wow. I, wish, I wish I was that, like, uh, <laughs> I'm, I think it's hitting me very hard now, <laughs> you know, in the sense that I feel like uh, on the train ride here, uh, it was kind of sinking in, like, uh, like everything's coming to an end, you know, like with all these internships and all that stuff happening. It feels like, okay, this is another thing that was closing in the kitchen today. I was telling my landlady that, oh, uh, today's uh, well, the last episode of HyperTalks. And I was like, oh, shit. So, yeah, for me, it was like, okay, this is like, we're closing it you know, closing this chapter. But it was also, I had to be here. I mean, I couldn't think of not being here, you know, in that mm-hmm. sense. So for me, it's about uh, kind of just wrapping it up, you know, on this kind of a, on a high, I feel. Mm. You're me. I can go. There you go. Yeah. Um, I, I thought about this on the train, being having the power to write the actual checking question. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I, I could just come up with like, uh, you guys, and that's that's why I'm here, um, and I feel, yeah, a, a very strong need of uh, um, not letting go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I want to check in with that. I'm here for you. Yeah. Oh, I should have started. <laughs> <laughs> um, you made me very emotional. Um, I think it's the same as Kill was talking about. I think it's about celebration mm. for me appreciation and celebration for something that's been very lovely. Mm. That's what it is. Mm. Nice. And with that, we welcome you to the final episode of HyperTalks Season 4. And as always, we are recording here at the amazing and always delivering Beppo Studios. Shout out to them. (laughs) And the topic of this episode is uh, the Well of Insights, HyperTalks Edition. So we're going to shine a light on a journey, our season of uh, enlightening the exciting and flourishing digital industry, our talks with various inspiring industry leaders, and explore the diverse insights that are shaping our future. And as you might have heard, we are a full studio today, and I'll start introducing our first seat around this table. Dun, dun, dun. If the band U2 was the world, she would be the pro bono. The former basketball athlete and Google psychologist. (laughs) She has a PhD in leading change, the world champion in extreme sport of team building, amazing developing, facilitating, master of process design. She can coordinate you through any storm. Ladies and gentlemen, the all-star, the one and only, Lin Jansson. Now I know how it feels. (laughs) (laughs) Did we miss anything? No. (laughs) That was lovely. Thank you so much. Okay, I'll continue then. Um, And I think, yeah, it it has a different tonality, but... Okay, let me introduce to you 
the expert ice coffee connoisseur, the self-taught <laughs> superstar hairstylist, the 20 words polygat. I don't know what that is. The author of The Hundred Ways to Prepare Almonds, The Rockstar and the Karaoke Heartbreaker, The Unlicensed Therapist, The Multi-Talented, Super-Friendly, Curious Soul Searcher and Nerds of the Nerds. This is Oatly's Knight Templar. <laughs> This is the Don Draper of India with the palindrome name The One It's Impossible Not to Love, Nitin George. Yay! Woo! <laughs> And shout out to Gerardo, yep. uh, your good friend and my good friend. Uh, that's also a copywriter. I, I, he, he gave me his name. Ah, oh, I see, I see, I see. You're a copywriter. Oh, yeah. I need to level up. I love I, it. I'll get Gerardo back for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Don Draper of Don India. Draper. Oh my God. <laughs> that one was mine. That's, yeah. <laughs> that is merch right there. Wow. Put that on your LinkedIn Ooh. byline. Sure, I'm getting on hot in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll go. I'm going next. Okay. Mm. Well, I've done it a little differently. Okay. So that's like a bit of a rhyme. Mm. Yours is a great mind that doesn't always think alike. Always in your element on and off the mic. Outspoken, opinionated and a leader to the core. Future CEO El Presidente can't wait to see what's in store. Today, however, you're here with me at Beppo's and tomorrow, well, who knows. I'm not here to send you down Sunset Road, but to give you a very superhero welcome to the last Hypertalk Season 4 episode... The very lovely Koo. Yay! I am wow. not worthy of that. <laughs> that is beautiful. That was amazing. That was beautiful. Thank you. And I get the pleasure of ending with Mr. Granholm. And I was given specific instructions no. not to make him cry. <laughs> do it, do it, Because do Because that was my goal or earlier in the year and I've already accomplished it two times now. So I'm going to embarrass him instead. Carl, Eric, Johan, oh, wow. Granholm, or Grandpa Sven, as I affectionately refer to him. Loving son, brother, friend and twin, tireless teammate, passionate Pisces, fearless founder, stacked former footballer, the king of Krihanstad, panty-dropping guitar player and ballad singer, the absolute hunk, friend of Pontus, and most importantly... <laughs> Officially evolved from human being to human doing. Yes. Oh. Yes. Woo! Wow. Oh, Woo! Good job. <laughs> oh. Who came up with this? <laughs> this was your idea. Yeah, no, I hate Payback's it. a bitch, Eric. Oh, I'm, so, I'm so red now. Wow. It's a podcast. No one can tell. <laughs> I, I even have some uh, photos to go with my superhero oh, intro. Wow. But <laughs> I'll save that for after. That's content. Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> Wow, that was amazing. Oh, cool. Oh, so, so warm now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, here we are. Here uh, we are. Guests and hosts at the same time. Mm -hmm. And to create and clear out what's actually happening today, um, we have each prepared a section of questions in the well of insights. And with that, we will explore what has been, what is now, and what will be. And without further notice, I think we're ready for the first host to take on. Yes, and as the facilitator I am, I'm mm. going to start by talking about the well of knowledge. Mm. Yes, Reflection, people, reflection. Oh. That is what will bring you learnings in life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in the beginning when we did reflection at Hyper, because it goes hand in hand with experience-based learning, 
people got stuck in the review phase. They were just talking about what had happened mm. and not connecting it to emotions. So Nina will be a little bit disappointed in Mina right now. <laughs> But we're only going to review for the first section. <laughs> But I think... Um, For anyone listening, you might think, oh, it's just one of those wrap-up episodes. Um, but I think with us reflecting over it, we're actually going to fast-track you through a lot of learnings um, because we have made a lot of learnings from this, hosting this podcast and meeting these wonderful guests. Um, so I think it's it's a quick one. Mm. It's a micro-learning for you. So mm. go listen in, lean in. Okay, so uh, I was just thinking I was going to go through the episodes Name the guests and what we talked about, and then quickly ask the room if you remember anything I forgot or something like that. Mm. Mm. So the first episode we had, we were a bit nervous, cool, uh, but that's why we brought in uh, Nina and Osa. Yes. Uh, from now, currently the house, uh, but before that they had been our program managers at Hyper, and they talked about learning design and group dynamics. And uh, I just remember talking a lot about leadership and following ship, uh, but also talking about how it's needed in every workplace, uh, group dynamics and working with the groups. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you want to stay at work, like work and go to work, uh, that is a core core aspect of it. Does anyone else have any like top of mind things from that episode that came out? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. For me, it was uh, actually after the episode was mm -hmm. recorded, and uh, in the editing phase, like when we were editing, Eric had taken over the editing duties for that episode. I remember sitting late at night in school, like, and Eric was like hard at it, you know. And we were like, oh, "Where should we cut this? You know, <laughs> where do we edit this part out?" I just remember doing that, sitting with Eric all those nights. I mean, a couple of nights spent like that, mm -hmm. just like I think that was a. That was a fun part of it. What mm -hmm. I remember from the first episode is that mm -hmm. was like it had to be. You know, the first is always the first. You always remember your first time. Yeah. <laughs> so <it was> like <laughs> that. <laughs> oh my god! First podcast, you know, I mean, that's what I like meant. But it was also nice because it was kind of tricky to to edit that episode. It was a lot of uh, nice things and a lot of, I mean, relevant learnings. Uh, I just remember uh, Nina talking about the. Uh, that leadership that is something you can work on or train on because mm. um, it was a complex question of is it for everyone mm -hmm. um, and I bring that with me being a skill or a competence whatever mm. you want to call it it's yeah. a personal thing and make it your own and then you can work with it mm. um, and then all of a sudden I started to see that in others as well Okay, this is what leadership is for you and how can you uh, work with it train it in that sense mm. that was super valuable <laughs> yeah Like, I would say that's definitely the question of, is everybody meant to be a leader? Stuck mm. out to me. Uh, me, the forever pessimist, <laughs> believed no. Mm. But I actually read a very interesting article the other day, and it was talking about empathy and how, like, everybody thinks they're empathic, and it's, like, the new buzzword and blah, 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 blah. But, like, there's this whole new notion of cognitive empathy. And I think it's a, a very interesting distinction, and I almost feel like it could be applied to leadership as well, because when it's cognitive, it's something that is based off of tools and practices that are learned, but you have to continue practicing and enforcing it for it to have an impactful change. And mm -hmm. I think that's the differentiator between it's something being like intrinsic and something that is... Uh, to the masses, I guess, like that it becomes accessible to everybody. Mm. If it mm. is something that you are very much aware of and something that you 
you want for yourself and you practice and believe in, then yes, you can be a leader. I think the potential is now there for everybody, but it's a matter of whether or not you choose to lean into it 100%. Cool. So I'm a believer now. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yes. I could talk about this episode forever, but we're going to move on. Mm. Uh, so the next one uh, was diversity and inclusion and the future of work with Kat Gabriel. Yeah. Gabrielle. 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 Yeah, I was like, yeah. that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think I actually listened to this episode today because I think it's actually one of the most powerful episodes to me. Uh, I think that was a honest and very pure conversation uh, about diversity and inclusion. Uh, and I learned a lot uh, from it. But she basically talked about um, her professional and personal mission to ensure that underrepresented groups are no longer underrepresented dead in the innovative industries. And that employers and professional leaders through her work, um, yeah, it changes basically. Sorry, that was a bit tricky. Um, but yeah, any top of mind thoughts on this episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, again for me, this was the first uh, first hosting, first time hosting mm-hmm. an episode. And I was mm-hmm. like really nervous. It was really, oh man, it was. Uh, but it was it was really good. She was so graceful yes. and a very accommodating guest. Mm-hmm. So it became a very conversational mm-hmm. kind of a, a vibe in the room at that point. And uh, I think for me, the there was a moment where I, I was sharing some of my experiences being here and. And then uh, we were kind of uh, just talking about those things. So uh, the whole aspect about bringing your whole self to work, uh, mm-hmm. that really stuck with me. Okay, like, you know, I, and then I think I've taken that forward in the sense that uh, uh, I, I know that when sometimes I present in class or something or I'm making a presentation, I have this, okay, I have, need, need to speak a certain way. I need to be holding myself a certain way. Then I was like, okay, why don't I just do it with my you know, uh, the way I speak, which is maybe a little fast, a little, uh, maybe a little neurotic, a little nerdy or something, whatever. But, I, and now I feel more comfortable being like that. And mm-hmm. I think that was just the, maybe the, the, the ripple effect of that episode. That was great for me. Mm. Yeah, for me, for me, it was more of a bigger picture type of thing. Um, I think we even talked about it the, the week after or something that I think I was supposed to host uh, when we first talked about it. But I don't know what what really happened. I think I might have shaken out about the topic overall. And based where I'm coming from, um, I haven't been exposed to different norms or these types of uh, numbers or talking about diversity at all. So for me, this episode was, uh, even though I didn't take the uh, went over threshold to actually be a part of it, um, it made it opened up a lot of thoughts and doors for me to think in different ways um, and be more aware of. Um, uh, norms and myself in that sense. So it was super important to to still be a part of it. So I take with me the entire thing um, and how it, yeah, helped me to become more self aware and how to how I approach the future of work and, and others in that sense. Super important. Mm. And I kind of regret that I wasn't a part of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feel fast, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the, epi- the third episode was about startups and the art of funding with Anna Stenberg and Innocent Mujenga. Mm. I'm so sorry if I pronounce people's names wrong. <laughs> uh, and they talked about the future of startups and what it takes you from going from a brilliant idea to actually get it funded. And it was I listened into this episode today as well. And it's, it was a lot about, uh, me and Nitten were talking on the way here, it's a lot about being the individual with the idea that funders want to invest in 
and it's very value driven in mm. a sense uh, when we talked about it in that episode and it's uh, that's super interesting because uh, the being purpose driven a lot of the purposes that were uh, talked about was changing the world and helping others but yet it was directed towards the individual having that drive so it's a it's an interesting conversation about the balance between the individual with the drive helping mm-hmm. the collective and yeah you can get very philosophical about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would say what stood out for me um for that episode was very much in line with that it was very refreshing hearing anna talk about like what it was that she looked for in a company when she uh was going to potentially fund them and for her the people came first she wanted to look at the people and their core values and what they represented it wasn't just about the product and and what it is that they um were bringing to market but if the the people and the values weren't in alignment with her then it it just wasn't a good fit and that was really nice to hear for me i think uh, one thing she said uh, was like this metaphor building the plane while you're flying it or like <laughs> flying the plane while you're building the plane mm-hmm. So I was like okay it, it means uh, from what I took from it was like okay it's not about having the perfect thing set up or a perfect pitch deck ready before you start going it's like you know if you have something you just go with it you go with your gut and you keep moving forward you know like uh, you have to have this idea and I think that's kind of ties up with what you were saying about having this purpose first mm. so if you have a strong purpose and you have like an idea or a sense of an idea of what to do just start running you know mm. and build the plane while you're flying it you know that's what mm. i got from it it's like mm. just keep going you know mm. yeah cool okay so the fourth one uh we uh, invited a very charismatic gurgin mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about digital nomads and a quest for freedom uh and that if anything was uh, life uh, life in meta perspective and uh, what holds us back and uh, why don't we all run away with our computers and become nomads uh, and how can you actually live sustainable while doing it and i think that was the interesting twist of that conversation it was not about just being a digital nomad and finding a way to live like that it's like also doing it the sustainable way mm-hmm. yeah, i remember leaving uh, the studio with both anxiety and hope <laughs> <laughs> like i mean i always remember it being an awesome conversation i had a lot of fun with gogen and ronja the yeah, dog yeah. Mm. um but yeah the different ways of uh, of doing it and what is actually a uh, I I still have that to say I think if you listen to it you're going to get sick of hearing this the Wi-Fi mm. problem. Um but what is actually a problem and mm. then going from detail to meta uh, mm. and back again. I also inspired by people doing it, doing it. I mean I I wouldn't necessarily go all the way that Google has but at the same time there's a lot of people doing uh, small things and uh, different scale and it's just about active choice mm. that you make. Uh, and similar to the startup it's about finding your way, right? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, we're going to swap through here. We're going to go to number five, uh, which was ownership uh, and the playbook mm. for change with Charlotte Sundåken and Linda Vaxin, two lovely powerhouse women, mm. yes. I must say, made quite the impression. Yes. Uh, we talked about um, what they work for, ownership, um, and what would happen if more women became owneresses and risk taker assess i can't even say that <laughs> i need to practice that <laughs> uh, but i think also about the driving business with the purpose again uh, and taking on the world cha- challenges uh Charlotte working with the planathon and now i forgot the name of linda's amaze uh, idea Match ID. Match ID, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the inclusive uh, recruitment software. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
and planathon doing planet-centric design. Mm. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just, it's really refreshing to see, I mean, I like the word that you use for them, powerhouse women. Um, it's extremely admirable. But it's also just nice to see people who talk the talk and mm. then they are walking the walk mm-hmm. in their own personal work outside of ownership, in their own, um, you know, separate company. So it's just, it's nice to see that, again, they're, their goals and uh, their values are very much in alignment with what they they do outside of ownership. Mm. Super cool. Very impactful. Yeah. Um, also, a lot of facts, not just talking. <laughs> mm. They yeah. got statistics for... You yeah. got to come with the receipts. Exactly. Mm. Um, sixth episode, uh, sneakers and stuff and engaging the customer in the digital era with Kieran Clinton Tarstad. There you go. I practiced that one so hard before that episode. So still, it's in my bone marrow now. Uh, but we talked about how the lines blur between the physical and the digital environments. Um, sneakers and stuff being the example of that. Uh, how do uh, companies work with so many different channels and meeting their customers? Um, but also he introduced digital to us. Mm-hmm. That was new. What do we know about digital people? <laughs> It's like a fidget spinner. Yeah. <laughs> I always want to sing that in sync song, yeah. Digital Get Down. Yeah. And I always say that to people and no one knows the song and it's just really exciting. How does it go? Digital, digital, get down. Just you and me, baby. <laughs> 20,000 yeah. miles away. I can see it. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Talk to me now. <laughs> this is your... Is this your podcast singing debut? Edit that out. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Make me. <laughs> no, but I thought it was very interesting. For me, um, the omni-channel buzzword mm-hmm. finally landed with me. Mm. Uh, and uh, Kieran is very, um, I think he explains it in a, in, a, in a good way mm. about how to move in between those channels. Mm. You said mm. something walking over here. One thing that stuck mm. from this episode was I think... Uh, even though 90% of uh, the revenues come from online sales and uh, 10% or something comes from the store, the amount of attention they pay is kind of flipped, mm-hmm. you know? So that was a very counterintuitive uh, aspect of the thing. You'd think that, oh, they'd be like focusing every all their attention on like their digital channels. But it was just for me like reimagining how they're using their physical kind of stores. It's mm-hmm. more of the impression it makes. Uh, I just saw post sneakers and stuff put off like in, in the game Grand Theft Auto. There's this uh, car going past and stopping in a in a digital physical store of sneakers and stuff. So it, within the game, there's a physical store mm. of sneakers and stuff. And I was like, these guys are drops, living in drops mic 2050. They know? made it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was. Uh, I think uh, Karen is doing a TED talk too now. Oh, so whoever wow. wants to go check that out. Mm-hmm. The seventh one was a lovely one uh, with uh, Johanna Holson from the house again. Uh, with remote leadership and putting teamwork on the map. Mm. Uh, so talking about uh, using digital tools and actually working and collaborating remotely. More and more people do that. And how do you do that? Mm. Mm. That was what we talked about. And it was very insightful, I think, mm. uh, to actually understand that it's not all about the technology. Yeah, It's about all those other behaviors that you need to. It is this learning that just keeps on coming with the people first and then a technique or tech or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I was even at the um, 
a kind of student group type of thing yesterday. We talked about design leadership mm-hmm. and the same thing there. Uh, putting putting yourself into someone else's shoes before um, inviting them to some kind of uh, startup or whatever it can be, uh, or showing a wireframe. And the same for remote leadership or remote working. That put the people first, mm-hmm. uh, create that space or mm-hmm. create that trust and so mm-hmm. on. It's kind of. Com- I think that episode was really comforting for me uh, mm-hmm. to be that uh, what you work with so intensely through hyper and meeting these groups and through these experiences is something that you want. Yeah, it brings value to so many other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, comforting and uh, yeah. Cool. And Joanna was a gr- great. I mean, I mean she's from Skåne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here we go again. Yes. <laughs> Moving on to the next episode. <laughs> um, but we're actually going to record one more. And to be transparent, we're going to record that one after this one. Mm. Uh, but it's about, about fintech, right? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. When we think about fintech, for a lot of people, especially in our generation, it's like, what is it? Um, and very much so, why do we need it? Mm. Um, and especially because banks are something that have preceded our existence on this earth. Mm. And um, it's something that we've always needed, but I think we've never really understood why and our our generation experience like the the whole financial bubble burst in 2008 and there's a lot of distrust around that so um just talking about really like what the the future of it is how can we be on the right side of it and how can the industry better communicate with us mm. as the consumer interesting mm. looking forward to it that was it that was my review yeah beautiful yes nice with that Mm. We go on to the uh, the next host, uh, following the. Uh, I think we're following the order we actually introduce ourselves in. That's kind of nice. Oh yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah. It, hello, it's the Indian Don Draper. <laughs> <laughs> Call myself that from now on. <laughs> hello, Indian Don Draper here. May I know speaking? No. <laughs> it has a nice. I, I need to get used to it. You know, saying Indian Don Draper. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, my voice is going to be lower from now. On. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to speak this way. Yeah. Do you need a whiskey? I think so. Yes, des- desperately now. <laughs> and I need subordinates who I can like condescend to. You know, like, like, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> Something. You're the hyper place. version of it. Yeah. <laughs> All about inclusion. But yeah, I think uh, this section is kind of a takeoff from uh, after we've reviewed. Uh, all the industry leaders we've met. This section is more about kind of uh, trying to encapsulate our learnings, our, our perspective shifts, and you know everything that we've learned over the over this period. So the first, uh, I have a, I have a series of four questions that I want to take us all through and uh, we can share our learnings through it. So the first one is, uh, you know, this entire season, like we've met so many different guests as we've just gone through, people with different perspectives uh, and also very different views of where the world is going, you know. So uh, is there any opinion or point of view that has stuck with you, like really strongly from what they've said or either it's challenged you or it's something that you've maybe agreed with or disagreed with? For me, it was the uh, the overall. I mean, there's a balance. We talked about being performance driven, purpose driven, what you do. I mean, that landed together with understanding uh, the industry through hyper. But the when awareness becomes actions uh, or actionable understanding mm. uh, or awareness um, through different ways. If Gorgon had a um, his opinions that he drives, and through that he becomes an activist in mm. that sense. And ownership has uh, a purpose of equality in that sense. And Kat has her thing, and so on. There are different ways, but there, it's it's for me. It has been uh, something more than just telling uh, telling the actual story. They're actually doing something mm. with it, and that I think is for me that it, that is inspiring in the the overall like um, point of view that sticks with me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
it's a lot of role modeling. Um, so I would say the same thing. I think my learnings actually have come initially when you listen to it and you're part of it. It's like, oh, okay, hmm. But then the second and third time when I sometimes like, oh, I want to listen to this. What did that person say? For me, it's like a toolbox now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can go in and listen to to different uh, discussions about different topics and I can find little things that I didn't hear at the first time. Um, and that's been really helpful. Um, I Yeah, just going back to the, like the remote episode, mm. I was going to do like a remote meeting and I was like, ah, I need some inspiration. And I went back to it and I was like, yeah, okay, think about this. Screw technology, do this, 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 mm. this. And, uh, and when I was doing it, technology screwed up, of course, mm. just a tiny bit. And then I was like, okay, I'm holding the chair. I'm holding the chair. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, that is just one example, but I, I think similar with all the different episodes. So for mm. me, it's become... It's not one person. It's it's the space that we created where thoughts and actions and how you can do things were shared. Mm. Mm. For me, uh, it's a combination of... Actually, it's funny because it's the same that you mentioned, Eric, the Gurgen episode and the one with the powerhouse women. Mm. And the fact that uh, they mentioned one thing, that if you work for yourself, you're only answerable to yourself. You have no boss. So when they said that, I, ma- I remember making a note of it. Like, oh, you know, that's a... That's a great reason to have your own kind of a business or something. Mm. Or do something of your own. I mean, I get that you'll probably have a client or something like that. Mm. But it's like uh, you set your upper, your, you set your ceiling. You know, you set how far you're willing to go. It's based on how hard you're willing to work and, you know, meeting people and doing all that. So that really stuck with me. And what I took from the Gergen episode to marry with that was the whole, uh, I mean, I like the fact that uh, the way he switched up his life, you know, like... Mm. Uh, how he evaluated everything. He's like, I'm not happy doing this, uh, sitting here. And uh, I'm just going to have to change this because of reevaluating based on that. So for me, these two things, you know, like start something myself and be some kind of a digital nomad. So this is something that I'm kind of wrestling with. Mm. It's something that stuck with me. It's not one opinion, but it's like a topic that's like hanging and I need to kind of uh, figure it out, you know, Mm. from here. Mm. Okay, so the next question is, Throughout, we have guests coming in and we've all hosted, Mm. we've all spoken to so many guests. And uh, like for me, what's happened is like after listening to episodes, something else comes up like because you only go deeper Mm. as you keep listening. So has there been a question like that that you'd wish you'd asked a guest, but it only happened like much after the episode is out? And if any of our former guests are listening, please, you know, you can obviously (laughs) write (laughs) write to us with the answer. (laughs) I think this one is tough. Yeah, I don't. I can't say I left with any burning questions, mm. uh, mainly because I, I can only speak for myself. But I know when I was hosting and I had a question, I pivoted and asked it because I needed to know. Um, but with that being said, I could have sat in this room and talked to all of our guests for hours mm. on end and mm. come up with a number of questions. Mm. Maybe the number one being, do you want to be my best friend? But, um, other than that, yeah, I can't think of anything. Mm. I also think listening in on the pods again, uh, I'm amazed with all your work as well. I think it's so much learning, seeing, listening to how you frame the questions and what you ask. And it's that's also taking part of your perspective. Um, so I think that's been very um, a, a big learning for me as well, listening to what other people ask, what sort of questions they ask. Because mm. oh, I would never have thought of that. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Oh, I wish I would have thought of that. <laughs> so that's been, yeah, no, I think I used the collective mind mm. to get all my questions. In. <laughs> Smart. Mm. 
Uh, for for me, it was uh, I think uh, every just when we leave uh, each episode, uh, something pops up like, oh, oh fuck, we should have we should, we should have asked that, mm-hmm. we should have that. I just remember a very personal thing was that we had the the ownership. Um, we we left I think at the end talking about uh, we talked a little bit about me, me. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I felt that I only got f- halfway through that uh, that insight that was uh, about to yeah evolve there mm. uh, about a topic about uh, me being a, a white man from Sweden and so on what's my role and uh, how to and so on and because I think that is a discussion that uh, rarely is spoken about mm. and that uh, that environment that room for it hasn't been really uh, nurtured in the way that it uh, could have been. Mm. So that is something mm. with. I might uh, take up Linda and Charlotte on it, actually. Mm. 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 Cool. Yeah, this last question is about, uh, well, the whole podcast journey. Like, for me, I've never hosted a podcast or been part of any kind of podcast before this. You know, I've worked in radio, but that was like a completely different experience. So we have now engaged in finding guests. We have written manuscripts together. We have hosted episodes, co-hosted, edited, promoted episodes, done like... Follow Instagram, okay, if you're hearing this. You know. <laughs> and uh, for this whole season, we've been doing all of this. So uh, what is one learning from any of these processes that you take from with you in the future? Or something you want to explore even more? For me, it's the conversations. I mean, uh, never stop uh, working or having good conversations, making someone feel comfortable and then asking to ask to know, ask to understand um, and being uh, that curiosity. I mean, this is a great format for it. And we have some kind of control of uh, getting to know what we want to get to know. But uh, there's a one hour constriction and that's going to be a, a shorter period of time when you meet someone at the coffee station. There's five minutes and how do you put value to that conversation? Um mm. And can go into depth, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna take that. The the beauty of having a good uh, conversation. Mm. Mm. I think for me it was about uh, like when I see you guys reaching out to guests, talking to them, trying to bring them in. Mm. For me, I was like, oh, I, I want to be able to do that because I think I'm very bad at you know like uh, reaching out to people and you know kind of like hey, I do this mm. and could you? It's and there's all the social anxiety sometimes you know like to do that. So when I see that and you guys doing that, it's like okay, if I would do this again. This is the part that I want to kind of handle. You know, mm. I want to do this more than anything else. Try to just work on that skill. Great. It's a lot of work. It's not like it's a lot of work to produce what we feel like is a quality podcast and what we hope the listener we we hope we impart that value on the listener. I listen to a lot of uh podcasts where it's just like the host or friends or whatever and unless it's like um a specific subject like it's a business podcast or a marketing podcast whatever they just always end up talking about like tinder dates and like whatever because it's so easy that's like top Mm -hmm. of mind it's like whatever's plaguing you but to really have like you have one hour and you think that's a long time it's not and you have one hour to really get to like the meat of the insights and get to know the person and make the the listener feel like that, I mean that's you as the host trying to get to know them and then you want to make the listener feel like they know them and then you want to give them a value as well. It's a lot to to do in an hour mm-hmm. and it's a lot of moving parts that I definitely didn't know existed or didn't take them seriously before doing that. So that, I would say that's my biggest learning. Mm-hmm. I think I'm similar to what Eric mentioned, but I think. One of our skills as a as a group is that we have managed to create this really, really nice, safe environment. It feels like when people walked in through the room here, maybe it's also because it's so quiet and <laughs> isolated. Uh, no, but it felt like they took a breath. 
Um, and we really, I, I can't remember one episode where we didn't have like a fabulous time mm. and had so much fun. Uh, and they opened up, uh, I feel. Mm. Uh, at least that's what I got out of it. Mm. Um, so I think that's, uh, there was some magic there mm. in us creating that space that Eric was mentioning. And I think it's important to remember that that space can be created more often. It doesn't need to be a podcast studio. So nice. Mm. I mean, we've been looking back and looking, uh, taking it back to, up to us where we're at now. Um, but we're also looking forward a little bit. And what the future holds um, is going to be a part where we have uh, Miss Koo. Yes. Actually hosting. Yes. Um, so I think the first question I have for everybody is what piece of advice would you give to the next cast of Hypertox Season mm. 5? <laughs> yes. Oh, it feels weird to to for me. It feels weird to uh, leave it. I mean, to even talk about the, the next season. But if I would say anything, it's uh, start doing, um, start chasing guests, start writing your manuscripts, whatever, because um, it's going to be iterated on, and the sooner you do it, uh, the better. And uh, um, yeah, I learned for us to come back. We're talking about responsibilities and so on, uh, to be clear and expectations to be clear on that. I mean, kind of basic things, but most and foremost, uh, start doing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Plus one on doing and uh, take care of each other because mm. the good vibes are going to vibrate off other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, it was like uh, what I really feel that when we got into it, it felt like, okay, this is something that the previous uh, hosts told us was that you do what you want to do with it, you know. Mm. It's your baby now, you know. So I feel like uh, if you're listening, new team, season five, it's your baby now, you know. Like, have fun with it, uh, explore, uh, follow your heart, you know, and um, make it yours, you know, in that sense. Impart your identity to it also. Yeah. I would say remember to check in continually check in with the group like really check in uh however you decide on doing that uh just to make sure that everybody is on the same page i think it's easy to get into a flow um and things are good you don't have to check in when things are bad you can check in when things are good as well uh, i think i just think it's important um and also check in with yourself to make sure that like you said when you're trying to impart your identity in it, make sure that you are, are doing so. Um, so at the end, everybody is, is satisfied and happy. And don't go to New York. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Is it don't what? there? Okay. I feel like whenever I was in New York, I was just like, I couldn't do everything. <laughs> go to Skona. Go to Skona. Go on a retreat. That, yeah. that was lovely. Oh, yeah. Go on a retreat. Mm. I would say that. So in talking about our future, this is a very loaded question. So I'm going to give you a few options on how you can answer it. Mm -hmm. But the general question is, where to next? And that could be after Hyper for your internship. What do you want to pursue professionally post-Hyper? What is something that uh, landed with you during this time at HyperTalks that you want to explore further? Anything. I think what what I really enjoy doing and uh, what I enjoyed doing even before coming to Sweden was just having a fun time being creative. You know, write some crazy words and, you know, like have have a nice, uh, say something 
intelligent, clever, things like that. But I think after coming here and doing a year here, I felt like it has to have this, for me at least, I discovered like I need a sense of purpose. So there has to be some sort of impact along with that. Uh, I don't want to lose the fun aspect, but I also want to look back at some work and say that, hey, I did this, it was powerful. So, and I've seen that over this whole year, the, the time we've been hosting, all the guests have a very strong sense, like you said, of, you know, like, I know what I want. Kieran chose sneakers and stuff as a small shop because he knew he wanted to work in a company that's going to grow. And he saw that potential because he knew, you know. So I wish I, I, I mean, I just know these things, but I hope to become more decisive in kind of the what I want. I should know that. So that's what I, that's the next thing to work on for me from here. For me, it's, I think it's, um, I think I park all the guests and episodes and so on. I mean, there's, um, there's contacts, there are even friends within uh, these guests and, and everything, but the, the journey that we have been taking on and been through as a team um, gives me, um, I, I'm, I got, I'm more curious about other people as well to find it. Is there, because now we're going to get into a sad period where we're not going to be together all the, all the time or have the possibility to be together what? when you there's <laughs> not, leave. There's always remote. <laughs> we're not yeah. going to be together, Eric. What is this, man? We're getting tattoos after yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's kind of... Um, I get more curious about other people. Can, can I find? I, will, I I know that I can't find another Nitin Koo or Lin, right? You better, better not. believe it. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be our tether, yeah, yeah. But, the, the wonky version yeah, of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we met a year ago, and uh, here we are. And uh, mm. yeah, I, I call you my friends. I think that where to next? I don't know, but I, I'll I'll have you with me, and I have, have a, I'll be very curious about uh, other people as well to see. Uh, yeah, I know someone like that, or yeah, I know what you really want to say, but. I'd, uh, I think it's uh, like uh, Charlotte and Linda are talking about with ownership. It's about taking risks. Um, it's about exploring, being brave, and uh, doing it uh, together with other people. Uh, find your powerhouses, your supporters, your friends uh, to have around you so that you become braver. And then you'll figure it out, whatever it is. God, I sound really cheesy. <laughs> it's because no, but I, I think it's because I'm I yeah. I don't know what I want to do, but I know what sort of people I want to have around me, mm. and I know that that will bring the best out of me, whatever that is. Mm. So, I think that's great. I, th- I think I want to add that uh, add to mine uh, about the relationships, mm. the curiosity about relationships, and so keep on building and mm. trying to create value of, of them. Mm. Um, yeah. But but also the it's like as you talk about opening up. Because it wasn't like predestined that it was going to be the four of us. Mm. It was very like, you grab one, I grab one. Mm. I kind of like this person. I kind of like this. Mm. Let's do this. Um, so there was nothing that was like, there was no strategy behind that. That was just like, okay, what's a, what's a good core feeling in your heart? Mm. Let's be open and let be, let's be curious about each other. And then we figured it out. Mm. Okay. Um, I just, first of all, I want to congratulate all of you on answering my question because it was a trick question. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you all passed because yeah. where to next? I think oftentimes people fall into, oh, I'm going to work at this company. I'm mm-hmm. going to um, step into this role. And yes, we are all going to do that in some way, shape or form, but we are so much more to, than that. Mm. Um, so I really appreciate hearing everybody's answers uh, and for me personally where to next uh, I think this has really opened my eyes 
I've I've always considered myself to be like a lifelong learner. Um, I'm I'm not a, I wouldn't say I love school because I don't love traditional education, but I do love learning. I like mm-hmm. taking a lot of classes. I like meeting a lot of learning from people and like and so forth. And this has opened my eyes to a new way of learning. So I want to continue exploring that and and the the subject matter that comes out of it. Like I think of some of the 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 show topics that we had, and they're so different. But then I think of like bringing them together and exploring mm. something like sneakers and stuff made me think a lot about like, could you apply like the service design framework to e-commerce? And mm. that's something that I'm looking into. And like Nitin and I had the privilege, I mm. would say, mm. honor even, yeah. of working on a project together. And I thought about why it was so impactful for all of us. And mm. we applied the service design framework to an e-commerce company. Mm. And I think... Like, I'd love to see what else I could do with that. And, like, that's just one example of so many things. So, so for me, it's just like a, an, an opening of Pandora's box of, of possibilities and things, which is exciting. Mm. So thank you. Thank you. Yes. And mm. then, last but not least, mm. the team. The team, mm. yeah. I mean, talking about learning and uh, talking about us a little bit, Um I want to set us off with a, with a question of name something you learned from another team member. I can I can start with that. Mm. Something that uh, I've learned from Eric is just do it. <laughs> do the damn thing. Eric's like, you want to talk to Obama? Cool. I'm going to message him on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it. Any, Obama could not respond. Eric's like, I'll follow up. Don't worry. <laughs> Four times. And then Secret Service finally responds and is like, stop talking. Like, stop messaging us. And then Eric's like, okay, so who else can we get? Should we try Biden? And it's like, I mean, we're laughing, but it's just like, it, it, Eric's like, it's handled. It was like, it was never a big deal. It was just like, yeah, I'll go do it. I'll go find this person. Sure, why not? And meanwhile, I'm like, you want me to do what? You want me to put my, my, <laughs> you want me to put my name out there? What if someone tells me No. <laughs> <laughs> so that will forever stay with me. I hope I could have a fraction mm. of that that tenacity mm. uh, when I go forth into the workforce. But yeah, sitting at uh, across from you on the table, I'm thinking I'm also at the other side of the spectrum because what I've learned, I think I learned from all of you, but uh, you're sh- also chasing the why. Um, we've been working together, but also here and why things are relevant, or why it will work, and what's going on. And that is something I take with me, being a Okay, well, let's do it. Type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yeah. the lasso that reins you in. Yeah, why? Why? <laughs> no, that did. Yeah, 32 wise. <laughs> but it's kind of yeah. I think that's a strong lesson that I bring. I'm working with today. I mean, uh, just this morning, I I reconnected it uh, to to my work. Uh, okay, but wait a minute. And that's, I think I can even uh, paraphrase you on that. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Okay. So why will this work? And then backtrack to whether that's a team thing with the point of departure or it's a project to the research you made uh, or the data you collected, whatever it is, um, to have the why with you and the importance of it. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. I feel like I'm the opposite of Ku. Like, in, <laughs> instead of just do it, it's like, just don't do it. <laughs> because I remember in one of our uh, team development, we had a TDS and everything. And I remember you guys said, hey, you learn how to say no, you know, like, uh, and I felt that I had to reflect on that a lot. And it's, I remember since then, I have reflected on that in every project henceforth, you know, like mm-hmm. following that. 
like okay and i've come to the conclusion you know like why i've come to some insights about myself about why i say yes to things and why i don't say no to things even if like i'm like oh what if this turns out to be really good and i wasn't part of it oh my god i'll regret it forever so i think that was a big learning for me because i don't think anybody else said that to me because it's always been like oh if you do more it's good right but i think for me that was something i take with me in from that session with you guys hmm. hey, say no you know just say no yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't yeah so many learnings I think I'll go I'll follow up with Nitin's like it's something I learned about myself too. Um because I think Nitin actually reframed it for me. Uh being a <laughs> to the bone coordinator and making sure everybody is clear about the purpose and what is going on. Uh sometimes that could be strugglesome and like tough because you're like oh gosh come on people let's do this meeting what time okay let's schedule this. Uh but Nitin also reframed it to me as being a motor. Uh, and pushing things forward but in 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 a way that's like it's tagging along it's not just rushing it through uh so reframing that for me actually made me think about it more in a positive way rather than when it gets a bit oh come on let's get a response here mm. uh so uh, yeah i take pride in being a motor mm. <laughs> do you guys think we will uh, work again as a team Um as Justin Bieber once said <laughs> I will never say never. <laughs> wow. Uh, but how does the tune go? I'm, I'm, I'm not falling for that again, Nathan. <laughs> If you want to listen to the song, it's on the Karate Kid soundtrack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jin Smith yes. doing all the high kicks, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was on TV the other night. See? Huh? <laughs> What was the question? Who <laughs> work together? Yeah. Um I don't see that that could be impossible. Mm. I think we're so open and we're so we know each other fairly well enough so if opportunities arise and you're looking for someone or you're looking for inspiration or you're looking for opportunities I don't like I would recommend you to anyone in the world and mm. if I got an opportunity to hire you next to me shit mm. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I mean of course I want to say yes, you know, to this, but I mean who knows, you know, like where where the wind blows, you know. So just the the realist in me is feel feels like okay, we might be in different parts of the world because we're all like ambitious people. But I feel like uh if ever given the chance, I jump at it. Like there's no there's no bone in my body would be like, "Oh no." But I, I mean it would just be but yeah, uh, just thinking of the future is so you know so kind of like it's so scary think of time right but yeah of course and want to work anytime mm. this is actually just for me so i know when i can, <laughs> yeah, I can call you on a personal level but now i know professionally as well like okay we're here yeah we're far away we are. before i do i mean yeah. you and me are getting yeah. so played they always got like this <laughs> hidden agenda <laughs> stuff going on and you and me are like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. think about the why it is yeah. right? i have no agenda <laughs> i'd love to work with you all if the money is right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm going to uh, move along for us mm-hmm. uh till the uh, actual wrap up here. Okay. Um and pick up a new question from the Well of Insight that is what has Beppo's meant to us or to you during this time? If Google says that you need psychological safety, 
to be able to uh, to be in an environment where you feel that you can fail uh, to do actually perform your best. Uh, I think Befo is uh, Befos is a huge part of that. Uh, the so how they treated us and how they greeted us every time we're here and created this safe space where we knew nothing about podcasting with the except Fortnite and maybe a little bit. Uh, and they make me feel like a pro. I don't know how, <laughs> because I'm not, but I feel like a pro when I'm here. It's amazing. So supportive. Yeah. I can agree with that. I think for me, Beppos has met home mm. or one of my homes here. Mm. Um, it's probably the, one of the few locations in Stockholm that I could walk to off of memory because, you know, I always get lost. <laughs> um, but also, I mean, they took a chance on four students they had no clue who we were they had no reason to work with us and they welcomed us with open arms um and they treated us like professionals mm. i think that's i think that's what lynn meant when she said she made they made us feel like pros i mean from the jump it was very official not in like a, a tight way like a suffocating way but it was very much like this is how you do it and you're gonna do it and they took the training meals off very quickly and we did it Mm. And uh, it's been nice to grow here. So, yeah, I'm v- very grateful. It's I don't think we I know we say thank you every episode, but I don't think we are able to show our gratitude to them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it it's so much more than what we are able to express. Mm. I remember the, the first time we came here uh, to meet Arland and, and Jackson. Mm. And I haven't seen Jackson oh in a while. God. Jackson the dog. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, but I, I still remember that. Me, <laughs> I still remember like uh, that day uh, because that was the first time I've come to a studio here. So, so I was a bit uh, intimidated. Wow, you know, stepping back into a studio. What is it like here? But just the the vibe and the friendliness and uh, just put me at ease. And one thing specifically that Arnold said was that you know we are a studio that's uh, we have a purpose, which is to kind of influence some change, impact change in the mm-hmm. world. And I was like, wow, you know, like uh, I've never heard that you know i've been in been to some studios in delhi and it's all very like it's all about the what not the why you know and they have just to see that wow so we're in a space that aligns with kind of like what we are trying to do also mm-hmm. so that just makes me feel like okay i'm so welcome here this is this is a, a place for me and we are for them also mm-hmm. so that felt like it's just it feels so nice i can't even i don't know how to describe that feeling mm-hmm. but it's great mm. plus one plus one plus one mm-hmm. yeah. that's super nice um and for us, um, or for you, um, what do you, what do you hope to change through your work? Or Q, do you want to tell that, Kristen? No, but I think it's just, it's a nice question for us to end with. It's mm-hmm. something that we have always asked our guests, and now we are officially going out into the, the real world. Uh, we've always been in the real world, but. The umbilical cord has been cut, mm. um, and now it's time to 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 do our work. So, what do we hope to change through our work? Uh, and I can I can go first since I made us answer this question. Uh, <laughs> um, I think for me, it's just about sharing my voice and perspective. Uh, that can sound a bit conceited, but I recognize that I have a I have a voice, I have a presence, I have a privilege in being 
on this podcast. I have a privilege in being at Hyper Island. I have a, a privilege in a number of spaces. Um, and I need to utilize that for to or for good to Im- impact change, whatever that means. Um, or if it's giving voice to someone else or something else. So I need to, to stand in that because I'm very much a person, believe it or not, I don't like spotlights and that kind of stuff. So yeah, getting mm-hmm. comfortable in that and, and, and using it for good. For me, it's about the, um, um, making other people see the value in relationships, um, both with the, my startup and the, whatever I get to meet someone. Because um, I think um, hope change through my work doesn't end. I mean, there's a saying that you work between nine to five, right? Uh, but I think there's um, you own your own time, and my work will then be something I, I do that's part of me because uh, I can choose it. So then I want to be part of the movement of like valuing relationships over performance uh, and other uh, things. And I think we have a possibility to, to merge them. Um, that uh, is a little bit not unheard of, but it's uh, it's growing more and more. And I want to be a part of that and leading that. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, for me, I mean, I can sum it up in like for myself in a couple of words, which is like making impact through creativity. So I want to be able to make people smile, laugh, cry, but with a with an ability to think about something, give them something, you know, something that they can chew on in their heads for a while and maybe reflect on. I think uh, I set this purpose before Hyper, and um, I think I'm still sticking to it. It's about creating a space for change. That is my purpose. I want to create change by creating space for change. So whether that is working with a group or being uh, the person at some place. Um, giving the opportunity for uh, others to be their best. Um, That is what I do best when I create change. And just like that. And just like that. We're checked out. We're checked out. Wow. Hmm. I don't know what to say. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, yeah. throughout the season. Yes. Yeah. Thank you all for being here mm. yes. and making this amazing journey. Mm. And see you in the future. Yes. yes. Yeah. Goodbye for now. Goodbye yeah. for now. Goodbye. Ciao. Goodbye. Bye bye bye. Woo! The här programmet görs på Beppo. 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 Beppo.